uh, I, I call them kids because they are kids in their minds. They do not, they, they aren't open enough to understand that their world is still so much open and they have so much opportunities and they, they can basically do anything and actually live with uh, any business or any activity they may choose and they will be valued. This podcast interviews the real people in Kiev to share their life and work, as well as showing the interesting places, events, art, culture, and economic opportunities in Kiev. The goal is to help more foreign investors discover the reality of life in the capital of Ukraine so that the Ukraine economy receives more foreign investments, which creates more opportunities for the Ukrainian people to have a better future. My guest today is Dr. Bogdan Kushlik. Bogdan is a PhD from the Kiev Polytechnic Institute and now is doing four jobs at the same time, a business manager in an IT web agency, an associate professor at NTU at the Kiev Polytechnic Institute. He runs his own small business and he is constructing a house all by himself. He's a very interesting guy. Some might say that he's crazy, but in a good way. So Bogdan, how are you today? Doing good as well. Thank you. Can you tell us the story that made you the Bogdan that we know today? Well, it all began a really, really long time ago. Actually, the story is starting a little bit sad. Uh, my father passed away when I was 12. And that actually probably was the biggest thing that impacts on me really, really heavily to make me the one who I am right now. Because my mom was the the only person who could be who who was able to uh, like take care of me and my smaller sister, and she was um, and she is actually still the professor in the same university where I'm also working. So she had like her biggest hope was. Uh, for me or for, for her kids to become uh, probably same or similar to what she is. Uh, but also, if talking about my father, uh, about my conscience uh, thoughts and understandings of talks with him. Uh, so he recognized uh, as his probably biggest, biggest uh, goal of his life, which he had never conducted, was to build a house with his own hands. That was his uh, main goal, but he <laughs> he had not had a chance to to do this. Uh, so actually, that is also a, a big point of me that makes me doing what I am. And everything else is just like um, the means to get those two main things done. So it it is ridiculous, but actually for myself, the job number one and number four, <laughs> so being an associate professor in in the KPI and and, and building the house with my own hands is actually something like a hobby uh, and something that like truly truly devotes myself to be uh, like the person my parents wanted me to be the other two parts of me is actually something that is very very separate uh, being a business manager uh, in IT web dev uh, company and running a small business which like my wife ma- mainly runs and I'm like doing only motivation um taking care of some some parts of it and and, and helps with some uh, you know 
critical islands where there is a conflict with some of the suppliers, etc. Uh, that is something that that is actually a mean to get these first two hobby things going on. Because, you know, uh, probably Ukraine is not the best country when it goes to being paid for something that you do for the country. Uh, for example, as a, as a teacher in the higher educational establishment, you would not be paid really, really well. Um, as well, you know, if, if, you, if, if you have to construct a house, you also have to invest a lot. So, of course, uh, these kind of things are more invest are more like considered as investments from my side. So I have to find some means uh, to to like fund it, and that's where the like really well paid job uh, being in IT and the business that those two things really help. So um, it it took me probably like ten or twelve years of constant self learning process, starting after the graduation. So I graduated in. 2008, and uh, there was not a single year uh, when I did not like learn some something new. I had a lot of opportunities to travel around the world. I had a lot of opportunities to learn new technologies, and actually switching from the printing business, which I was uh, working in for nine years, to the IT, is something that I completely made myself. Uh, without any specific education because my phd level is on the printing industry uh, it's related to that to that part but switching to it was was really really done by by my own so no one influenced on that so if i understood correctly in many ways you are similar to the house that you're building with your own hands that you rebuilt yourself from a phd in printing into a an IT guy who is tech savvy, and in many ways, I'm believing more and more, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have two parts of you, a part which is to keep the legacy of your parents and to make them proud through your you being an associate professor at the Kiev Polytechnic Institute where your mom still works, you said, as a professor there, and building the house with your own hand which is making the dream of your father be alive, while in the rest, it's you who have been rebuilding yourself and making yourself proud in these two ways, correct? Yes, yes, basically, yes. Yeah, yeah, please go yeah. on. No, to ask you, because you said you traveled all over the world, yet you live and chose to return to Kiev. What is so special about Kiev to you? that made you choose to return and make it your home? Although I am sure if you wish to live anywhere else in the world well, where you will make even more money and have a different life, you could easily do that. Yes, absolutely. You're right. I actually even had the opportunities to like immigrate somewhere. Uh, I've been to the USA for some long period of time as well. I've been in Japan, I've been all over the Europe, different places, uh, uh, some places in Africa, but not much, not not really going further than Egypt, but still. I find Ukraine and Kiev being a unique place because like, this is the place that has really interesting fill-in. So what fills in this place is people, some um, 
understanding and some uh, like very untraditional process of thinking and living and survivance uh, or survival that that actually makes it uh, work that different from every other place you know if i would go to the usa probably the way of living there would be an easy one same with europe same with anywhere probably else except of um, maybe the, the the more the lower level countries but to try to make something meaningful here uh, probably makes much more impact on the whole society than just building another great thing uh, that would be not really treated on or actually understood well in somewhere where it's already uh, everything is is almost perfect you know um, so that's that's what makes my personal challenge to actually deliver something meaningful here and i think that uh, the, the part of me that is doing teaching uh kids or <laughs> i i have to call them kids because you know still i'm not that old uh, i'm only like 34 uh, I, I call them kids because they are kids in their minds. They do not, they they aren't open enough to understand that their world is still so much open and they have so much opportunities, and they they can basically do anything and actually live with uh, any business or any activity they may choose, and they will be valued. They will be valued pretty much. You, they just have to understand how to devote themselves to what they are looking forward to be doing and uh, this is something that makes me stay make, makes me stay here people are very different here in this part of uh of, of the world uh you know uh, we as ukrainians we are i would say we are we are closed we are really closed to the other world like we tend to pick some uh, things which are meant to be good from the western society we tend to understand how the Eastern philosophy works. Uh, we are Slavic people, like the Russians are always calling us like the smaller brothers or small, smaller, smaller sisters, whatever. It's their part. Like I don't want to talk about the, 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 this piece of uh, our history because, like, <laughs> actually, the one who has been founded later is calling himself a bigger brother. This is something that does not like reflect the historical uh, truth, right? You know, like Ukraine is almost or even more than two times older than Russia is. So it's, it's absolutely not correct. But still, uh, this country and this territory was so many times wiped off and reburned and, 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 re and reborn from the ashes like the Phoenix. Every, every, every single war on this continent has been uh, going through Ukraine, you know, and uh, a lot of people suffered it. Uh, but still, they found a way to live here and still they found the way to adapt to the cultures that we are brought in to here and uh, that is who we are we are actually the the, the mix of uh mix of piece of everything that, that that went here and what is left now uh now this whole great potential that lives within these people it has to be open like you know people here they can do they can build great things but they just don't ma mainly know how to do this they don't understand that they are uh capable of doing this and this is probably my mission to to build a, a thing or two which will be great here i love it it reminds me of since i speak french that the french definition of an entrepreneur is someone who takes resources from a state where they are, don't have much value and combines them to create something that is of higher 
value. And what I'm seeing more and more, you as a person, you wish to take yourself from a state where you were the printing guy into a higher state, which is the IT guy, or the house from being just materials into a finished thing with your own hand, or Ukraine from a mentality that is closed where the kids cannot see all the opportunities where they can be valued to build something where the future will be much better because you open and build a different and new mentality to people who are there. Is this what is really meaningful to you or did I understand incorrectly? Yes, you you are speaking it all loud and correct. Uh, basically, the mentality is something that I want to change within this country, within this place. It is good already. It is already uh, working nice because people here can do things, but they still do not know how to actually do it more and do it even better. So, yes. Yes. And to speak about something I'm noticing, your level of English is excellent. And oh, thank you. in Ukraine, you're welcome. And in Ukraine, many people learn English for decades, yet they don't feel comfortable or they don't think they're competent enough to speak it, especially me as a foreigner. When I was there, uh, I'd communicating with people there, they will know like English and have studied the language for years, but don't do it. Did you notice this as something in your students? And if not, what was your method or the reason why you got to this higher level, although you're living in Ukraine? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough story, you know. Uh, when I have been starting learning English, uh, for example, it was school, actually, that gave me the, the, the best, the, the most potential for it. Uh, but still there, while being in school, we had adopted from the very, very early uh, classes the model that was introduced somewhere else. So in the U.S., in the EU, uh, at, at that point, there, there was there was a EU, of course, but it was not really, uh, it, it was in, in, in the, there was no Euro there at that time. But still, the, the countries were uh, still divided. There was now the Schengen area. So when it was EU, but not in the current model anyways. So they the teachers and the school basically adopted the new model of how to train kids to 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 speak english to uh, write it to read and to comprehend it was absolutely different from what was previously by many many years cultured within the former soviet union uh, republic and for example if you will go to um, anywhere else except probably the baltic countries uh, you will be stuck with the same uh, with the same feeling that you've been speaking to uh, you've been telling me that you like have people who have been learning english for years but they basically cannot uh explain themselves well and that's true because this is the nature of how kids and people were trained to learn english without knowing how to use it and that's the methodology that's the methodology that makes you think that you are doing something uh, useless without any further purpose of using it. Uh, for me, it was, the, it was personally for me, the, big, the biggest challenge was to understand that I am being understood when I speak English. Uh, we, all, we always were um, having meetings with the native speakers. So during classes, uh, it was 
in in nineteen ninety six seven eight these years during classes, the school invited very often people from Ireland, people from UK, from the UK, from US. There was no one from from the US. Mainly, it was the British English speakers. But still, they gave us the feeling how how the things are pronounced, how it is known, and yes, this gave me a lot of uh, the biggest push probably to understand that you can speak and you can be understood. But the most case was actually when I went to the USA, it was the 2003. I was at that time, how old was I? How old was I? 16, 17 years. I have relatives there, actually. So uh, I have the uncle once removed living in the Philadelphia area. Uh, Roman Paddock is his name. Uh, if you might probably want to find him, you can ask him also for some commands for interviews. You know, he's a very open-minded person. A lawyer on retirement right now, but never mind. But anyway, at that point, I've spent like two months within that country, and I was fully fearless because I know I, I I just understood that actually I can do anything. So whatever is required, you can just ask and get it. You can uh, get to some point. You can ask for directions. You can talk to talk basically on any topic. And uh, that was actually the biggest discover that had proven me uh, to to use English as one of my best skills that I have. So that's that, that's how that's how it is. And what I believe uh, should happen to current educational system, this methodology, when you are like dropped into the native speaking uh, surrounding, it should be adopted more by uh, more more wide and more more often, starting from the probably the middle school, not even high school, but from the middle school. The more younger students, younger people will have the opportunities to uh, see themselves in a position where they just have to use English. They will not try to avoid it. But you know, right now it's 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 so much easier to hone your skills to understand it. You have you have Google Translator, which is getting better and better through the years. I I see how it grows, how it translates better things uh, from from that language to another, and vice versa. How it pronounces letters, how it pronounces words, sentences. So they have all the instruments, but they just don't know how to use it, and that's where again the mentality goes. They just have to open it and to understand that the world is just under their under their feet, and they just have to like pick it up, pick everything up, because everything is already there. Everything is already present. So yes, that, yes. That, that's how it works. Like you said, it's about being fearless and also about getting what you want by realizing how much is available, how many opportunities, possibilities, and tools are there for you to do whatever you want, even to build a house with your own hands, which probably would have been much, much more difficult like 20 or 30 years ago when your father was uh, alive and thinking about it, but it's much, much easier now. And about IT, can you speak about the IT sector in Ukraine, what is your work exactly? And give a comment on it because it's very something that is thriving in the Ukrainian economy so much so that after those troubles in Belarus, which we won't speak much about because that's political, but many uh, companies that are in the tech sector relocated to Kiev and many Belarusian IT engineers came to work in Kiev because there's a lot more 
potential and opportunities. Can you comment on your real life experience in the IT sector as well as what is the work that you do exactly in the uh, web dev company? Yes, absolutely. You're 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 fully right that uh, Belarusian IT guys came to Ukraine and they are not competitors to us. They are like partners because you know what is very different about Ukrainian IT. It is constantly growing for over probably 10 years, last years, there was not a year then the industry was shrinking or standing um, in, in, in a stable, in a stable uh, amount of workforce or investments or in uh, bringing in the values in terms of like, like we outsource the services and the money that comes for the services. Uh, it always is growing for these years. And I hope and I expect and actually what I see is that uh, this trend continues because uh, especially these COVID times, it was really scary recently because, you know, no, no one knows how, we, how the new reality, new normal will look like. But just within like two or three months, the reality is that IT started growing again. And it was really, really very short period when there was uncertainty. Uh, what what is IT actually within with me and with with my Skynix company? Oh, it's not my company, but I, I tend to call it mine because I feel like uh, I'm I, I'm I'm really a part of it. What do I do? I'm a business manager for for it. I do not write code myself. I basically manage people and assign tasks tasks uh, who should do what and who should take care of what. I establish processes. I set the deadlines, I talk to the clients, I explain, I recommend, things like that. I do demos, um, so th- th- this is basically my part of it. And if someone would probably need a good team build up, of course, they can ask me how to do this because I, I know many models, many different ways how things may work out. And believe me, there are no two, simple, two similar processes that would fit two different to different companies like the process for 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 the tasks to be done or for the job to be done is always a little bit different from the project to project there is nothing that can go very very simple so what you have to do is you have to know the principles but then to widely adopt and it is probably the most adoptable industry i've seen ever because of its probably agile methodologies agile is still as is a methodology that is agile but is still adoptable you know, um, it has some principles, but I have never seen it in a, in a pure, pure way, because always you take some parts from here, from there, and you make it working correctly for each exact case. As, as I've said that I'm in a web dev company, so we do not develop like desktop software. We mainly do the software that lo- lives somewhere on the web server. So it may be a web application, it may be a mobile application, but mainly it would be something like e-commerce. A website where you can get and buy some stuff or it might be a marketing website which just like showcases who you are who, who what, what, what is your business or what kind of services or products do you offer to your clients so this is something that we take care about we offer also a little bit related to search engine optimization but it is like a smaller part of it um, mainly we are technical guys uh, and girls we have we have actually have a big percentage of ladies in in it which is also rare uh like 40 percent of our staff is is ladies we, we basically do coding and we we resolve complex integrations 
we build e-commerce, we build processes, so something like this. That's wonderful, actually. And I did notice that in general, in Ukraine, compared to other countries, there is a much higher percentage of ladies in IT as students, as well as people working. And it's unexpected because even in Scandinavian countries where there is a higher percentage of male-female equality and expected like similar and balance, still I don't believe it's uh, as high of a percentage of ladies in IT as in Ukraine. And to maybe you can comment on this, but as well as, can you speak about your entrepreneurial journey on the small business you've started? Because that's a whole different thing, a whole different beast that is much hard, harder and uh, has more highs and lows and is a roller coaster. So what do you do in the small oh, business yes. that you have started? How was that journey and did you believe and do you think that Kiev and Ukraine has a great environment for new businesses and startups? Absolutely, you're right. If you want to do things, just do it yourself and just try and keep going. Uh, that's what I told to my wife when she like found herself being sitting with a small kid. Like She didn't want me to be the only like income giver to the family. And she told me, "Oh, I want to do something, but I don't know what I can do here. Well, I will where when I cannot basically go to work and I cannot do any of my uh, accounting work that I used to to do before the the baby was born." Uh, so she 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 came to me with the idea. It was not my idea; it was her idea. She told me, uh, "Okay, I know the place where I can get some uh, kid clothes and I can sell it uh, in a different place where." Uh, someone needs it and they know they are ready to pay for it a little bit more uh, with a little bit bigger price i told her okay but what do you want from me how should i support you she told me oh may i use some money for it and believe me i told her no i just suggested her a different thing i suggested her before you actually would want to invest something just try yourself in your sales skills. Tr find something that is not needed within our household and try to sell it. Because we actually, we don't use it. And uh, just try yourself if you would be able to, to, to basically do this, to basically uh, work with the client, work with people. She listened to me and believe me, within the first week, she had enough money to start uh, buying some stuff and then to start marketing it and to promoting it. That was absolutely crazy because I did not thought that she will succeed. Uh, I was a little bit skeptic because, like, she's not the person who should be doing sales. Uh, but once there was this small success, uh, we started together looking how can we improve the process. At that time, we were buying things uh, within the country. We had no idea what the end price uh, that we were paying for for the items was. Uh, but eventually, we found some ways to get the stuff brought in into this country from other countries. And mainly right now, we are buying stuff from the US market, from the EU market, from the UK market to, and bringing it into Ukraine and just like sell it. It's now transformed into the model where it all works like a, a combined buyouts, so to say, from the mainly uh, internet stores within the, the countries that I mentioned. And, uh, of course, the best thing of it that right now you can basically see every small 
piece of process working properly. So of course there is logistics that have to be figured out. We changed like three suppliers who used uh, this. They were like changing strategies, changing prices. Uh, right now we are happy with the one we use, uh, but that was also a process to basically get to that point. We also changed several models how to how to attract clients, and we we had tried like maybe ten different channels how to get to the to, to the end client, how to deliver them the message that yeah we have this item, and you probably need it very much. Uh, and it all started with the kids' clothes, but right now it's it's absolutely different. It can be basically anything. It can be uh, it can be any clothing for for anyone in your family. It can be some other stuff related to cosmetics, just a little bit. But uh, what's what's around? It can be toys. Uh, it can be some household items, small items. But you know, it, it still is not stopping because there is a potential how to basically transform it from the form of Currently, it's a form of a, a web-engaged targeted groups where you just like uh, propose something that you have and you where, where you put something onto um, advertisements. Uh, at and this is the, the the way the place where we are now. But probably it should to be should be transformed to something different or not transformed, but. Uh, added the the different models should be also added and we are thinking of it um but yeah this is probably the plan for the 2021 which comes soon so definitely yes this is five years already and uh, i'm happy where she is because the end result is that believe me or not but uh i don't consider this as my business because my part is only like supporting and taking care of logistics and like some complex stuff uh, all the like sales and the main communications, it's, it's, it's purely my wife's part. It's, 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 it's full her, uh, adventure. And I support her a lot on this. But what we think is, uh, that it may, it may evolve. It, there, there, there is a way to evolve. And would you believe it or not? But, uh, she's making like four times more that I'm learning, that I'm earning being a full-time associate professor at the university. So yeah, this is crazy. And this is no how it should be in the normal country, but this is true. And this is just like explaining once again that you have the whole world under yourself uh, and, and you can do anything. And basically, if you do things right and if you do things well, if you have the proper edu- education and if you have a proper mind to understand this and to set the flow, you can succeed in anything. And that's my message to the younger generations. Just like, just try and, 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 and do and listen to the advices that somebody else is giving to you. That's actually a message of hope that I'm loving to end on on this note. But to add a bit more, because this is so interesting and exciting, what do you believe will be the future for Ukraine and the capital and the people of Ukraine, like when you imagine being someone who has his hand on the pulse of the country and the trends that are happening, where do you see Kiev and Ukraine in the next five to 10 years? It's a very good question. Uh, What do we see as a trend is a globalization trend. But what do we see recently is a globalization which is controlled. I will try to explain what I mean. Uh, like, you know, Kyiv is a big city. It has like uh, maybe 3 million people on paper, but on reality, it's like about 5 million people, you know. 
But take a look at the surroundings. Surroundings are really, really prospering. So we actually fled from Kiev like eight years ago because it becomes a little bit overcrowded. A lot of people from Ukrainian people from the provinces, they get into the capital and think that they can have everything just here because it's capital, better salaries, more places to work, etc., etc., etc. But, you know, what is ridiculous and what is different? You can make money just anywhere, just being anywhere. You don't have to get to Kiev. You have to be somewhere in the place where you love to be and to uh, work hard on something that you know and something that you want or something that you want to know. And you will just get to the point where you are happy enough with the place where you are. If speaking about Kyiv, Kyiv have to really strictly adopt the policy to understand what their people, uh, what 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 people needs are, because overcrowding is something that is uh, actually a problem of today for many megapolises, for New York, for Tokyo, for for London, uh, anywhere, and you may find in anywhere and any place in the world people traveling from one from one end of a city to the other end of a city uh, just to get to their job. And this is ridiculous because you have to waste like two hours of time uh, in the morning and then back in the evening. And what for? Like, well, what's what's the point of it? I just don't understand. So what, what should be happening within the world and within Ukraine at the first point that some local, locally, valuable businesses has to appear which would be like attracting people from nearby you know in the us there had been uh, promotional campaigns like buy local probably you know and uh, the thing is that it is just like a small message but the bigger message is that there is so much waste on the time resources right now happening everywhere in the world in, in ukraine in specific so that this point has to be managed much much better and this is probably for some IT company who will like take this idea and understand and build some app for for this to understand uh, f- and, and like make it free for every person to to do the time management better. Um, and that would be probably th- the best case to t- understand where you uh, have to use your resources better. That would be my idea. And as far as I know, uh, Ukraine might become probably one of the first countries uh, in the in Europe, definitely, maybe in the world as well, that would be fully digitalized. Uh, even now, we can do really many, many stuff uh, without heading to any offices, to any banks, to any any uh, any tax services, any uh, any state institutions, whatever, uh, to open the business, to run the business to pay taxes to to do basically basically everything to order the international passport to to get basically any state service or anything like this and uh, i believe that uh, this is something that will definitely happen here and with this uh, it will be the very big chance for this country and for this for its people to basically have no corruption you cannot eliminate it fully, you understand, but you can downgrade it to as low as possible with digitalizing and as 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 many processes as possible and without having any uh, manual approval process on it. So this is the way where the country is heading. 
and it is doing really big steps within the last five, six years. The steps were have, have been enormous, really. That's what I see, and that's what will keep going and evolve. Uh, that, that's what will be evolved in the nearest future as well. Thank you. That was absolutely a message of optimism and hope, and it's something that I will enjoy witnessing and experiencing in Ukraine. And, Professor, where can people find you? What are your links if they want to connect with you and understand more about your work, your company, and to know more? Basically, find me on LinkedIn. Type in B-O-G-D-A-N-K-U-S-H-L-Y-K. That's my name and surname in, uh, in letters. Just type it in and find me. I believe I am unique one. There is no any single, any different Bogdan Kushlik in the world. So you can just join me. I'm fully open. Um, message me. And yeah, we, we, we may chat around. We may talk business. We may talk education, whatever, whatever the interest is. If the interest is, is common, then yes, why not? Thank you. I will put your LinkedIn in the link in the description. And it was an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you as well, Abdulaziz.